0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: But Right now, we're going to go back. We're going to talk some NBA basketball with Sean Heiken covers the league for Bleacher Report. Sean, thanks for giving us a couple minutes, man. How you doing here on a Friday morning?
1: I'm doing okay. How about you?
2: You know what? I'm doing okay. Um, I was really excited. Obviously, we're getting basketball back, but then I remember it's going to be about two months before we get basketball back. First things first, what do you think about the playoff format? 22 teams. Uh, only nine of course in the east with the Washington Wizards getting in. but first things first, what are your thoughts on 22 teams uh, going to Orlando in the bubble Too many, too little, what do you think?
1: I think it's a little bit too many just in terms of what they were trying to do that I mean they were trying to strike a balance whereas having all 30 teams was not going to be realistic because of the safety concerns and also, what would be the point of bringing the Knicks or the Hawks or the Warriors or something into the bubble and have them basically play exhibition games? But you also, I mean, from a safety standpoint, what they probably should have done is just bring the 16 current playoff teams in there and have them start at the playoffs. But you can't go straight from zero to the playoffs. You need to have some regular season games, and I think they wanted to give some of those teams like New Orleans, Portland, and some of those teams in the bubble a chance to actually get back in the mix a little bit, especially with some of the stars on some of those teams. Right. but I, I think you could have done twenty. I don't. I don't know if you needed twenty-two. Like I don't. I, Washington does not really like has, does, does not have a realistic chance of really doing anything.
2: Right. I really don't understand the Wizards getting in, but it is what it is. Do you think that some guys are going to sit out? You know, we heard Damian Lillard a couple weeks back saying he didn't know if he wanted to return if they weren't going to be in the playoff picture. Uh, Carmelo Anthony even coming out saying that he doesn't know. And then we see that report. You know, forty-five to fifty guys calling each other like, man, do you really even want to do this? Do you think some guys are going to sit out?
1: I think you might maybe see a few lower-level guys sit out. I wouldn't really be too worried about Damian Lillard, guys of that ilk, sitting out. You'll remember uh, the week that they shut the season down, before they actually shut it down, when they were just talking about maybe we're going to play games with no fans, somebody asked LeBron about it, and LeBron said, I'm not going to play if there's no fans. And then the next day he walked it back pretty quickly where – I, I think what probably happened was Adam Silver called him up and he's just like, no, they're going to play if there's no fans. Right. So the guys like LeBron or you know, Damian Lillard or guys at that level, I think they're going to play. But you might see, I think Joe Ingles on the Jazz has already said that because he's from Australia and he's kind of seen, you know, he has family over there and he, he kind of doesn't really feel like doing it, so I think it, you might see guys at that level maybe not playing, but as far as the big names go, I think you're going to see all the big guys be, uh, be playing.
2: Are you worried about the product at all, what it's going to look like? I mean, no fans in attendance. We were talking with Brian Scalabrini last week, and he's like, you know what's going to be crazy is just hearing the trash talk. I don't know how they're going to get rid of that, but as far as the product goes, I saw a report like Luca just got back to the United States, and he put on a little bit of weight. Like I put on like 15 pounds since we've been quarantining, so do you worry at all? I mean, you brought up that obviously you got to play some regulars, season games, because he can't just throw these guys into playoff action. I think of the finals last year when Durant had been out about a month and then goes into a finals game and injures himself in the first half, so I worry about that. Do you think the product's going to be any good?
1: It's definitely going to be worse than it would be normally. If you
2: think about it, uh, the the
1: Durant example is a good one, and there are definitely some guys who uh, are coming off of injuries who are going to maybe risk getting re-injured. But the bigger comparison for me is going to be the last two lockout years, which are 1999 and, 2011, and especially which are two nineteen ninety nine and two thousand eleven, and especially nineteen ninety nine, where they played a fifty game season in three months. And guys, remember Sean Kemp legendarily came in way out of shape, and it was it was just a disaster at a lot of levels. They're playing back to back to backs, so and I, I think this is not going to be quite as crazy as that. But I don't know. You're going to what's going to be interesting is guys have different levels of Ability to stay in shape during this pandemic, because, I mean, I, th- I think it's really easy for people to think, oh, all these NBA players are millionaires. They all have gyms at their house. Right. I mean, did you, did you, did you watch that uh, the horse competition a few months ago that you had on ESPN? Like, Mike Conley has had a couple of max contracts in the NBA, so he has a fully air-conditioned, fully regulation-style gym yeah. at his house because he has enough he's made enough money in the league at this point that he can afford to do that but trey young he's still on that rookie contract he's still shooting outside in his parent's driveway so i think you're going to see a lot of guys more like a, a lot of these players don't have as much money as you think they do just because a lot of them don't make the, the, the you know the max level money so you're going to see a lot of guys who maybe haven't had as much access to that kind of equipment over this entire pandemic that you would think that they would. And so you're going to see some guys maybe not be in as, as, as good of shape as you would think they would be.
2: Well, that's a great point right there. I'm friends with Ellie Quigley, and she was just shooting in her driveway, and she's taking on Chris Paul. Yeah. And then you look at his court, and I was joking with her about that. You know, Giannis did a conference call like a month back. Two Now now it's been about two months. He doesn't even have a hoop. He wasn't even getting shots up. So that's that is what I worry about, man, is these guys aren't even working out. I mean, they're working out, but they're not shooting. They're not getting shots up. So that's kind
1: that of surprises uh, me that Giannis doesn't have uh, doesn't doesn't have a core because he's a guy that's made enough money that he, he probably could.
2: I know. So when you look at the playoffs, you know I think that there's really four. You can maybe argue five contenders. Again, we had Brian Scalabrini on. He's doing work for Radio.com now, and he said two teams that could. Maybe surprise some people are the Rockets in this format, but I worry about them. They don't have a rim protector. And then he brought up the Philadelphia 76ers because if you take away home court advantage, I mean, they really can't win outside of Philly. Is there any teams that you think could sneak up and maybe surprise anybody in these playoffs?
1: The Rockets are the one that has been coming to mind for me. And the reason for that is, and I, I agree with you, there's definitely some concerns about them not really having a rim protector. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, they had been playing very well with this new small lineup after they did the Capella trade at the deadline. The reason that the Rockets are interesting to me as far as a team that maybe could surprise some people are, if you look at what's happened with James Harden the last few years, he puts up these incredible video game numbers in the regular season. And be, and he never, take, he doesn't take any games off. He plays a ton of minutes. He has this huge load in the regular season. And then by the playoffs, he kind of burns out and wears down a little bit, and then they fall short in the playoffs. Now you've got him with pretty much full rest. Uh, you know, they, he will have not played in four months by the time this uh, season is back on track. And so this is going to be as close to a fully rested playoff James Harden as we're ever going to get. So that's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, no, I agree right there. We're talking with Sean Hyken. He covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. In the Eastern Conference, I mean, we're Bucks fans, so we 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 really want the NBA back because this is our year. And next year, I worry because the Nets are going to get better because Kevin Durant will be back, Kyrie will be healthy, and we'll see what free agency even looks like, man, or when that even takes place. Uh, as far as the Eastern Conference, who do you think could give the Bucs the biggest threat? Is it a team like Philly? Is it still Toronto, even without Kawhi, with what Siakam's look like this year? Who do you think?
1: I've been huge on Toronto this whole season. And I even said before the season started that I still think Toronto has a chance to win the East season with Kawhi gone. Because I mean, the thing about the Raptors is they it's not, it's not like last year it was all Kawhi and Kawhi missed so much of the season with the big different load management things they were doing during the year. So it's not like those teams it's not like those other players on the Raptors. When Kawhi is out, they just don't know what to do. They have a ton of experience playing without him, and with the leap that Siakam had taken, and that team is so well coached and is so deep, and other guys have been stepping up. Toronto's a team that's really interesting to me. I would still have the Bucks as the front runner in the East, but. Uh, out of, out of those other teams that are kind of in that same tier, Toronto is the most interesting one to me.
2: Yeah, and then you look out west, and everybody's predictions are pretty much the same. It's either the Clippers or the Lakers. Is there any team, you yeah, know, you brought up the Rockets, and they're kind of interesting, but do you believe that it comes down to the Lakers and Clippers? And if so, who do you think's the better team? Who do you think uh, represents the West in the finals this year?
1: Well, Denver is also one that's interesting. and I don't know if you saw those. Photos of what Nikola Jokic looks like. Yeah, now. He's like 190 pounds about, now,
2: Sean. He, he you lost were, like a whole you person. Were <laughs> about,
1: you were talking about Luca, maybe, we're supposedly not being in great shape.
2: Yeah.
1: If, if, if Jokic is in the kind of shape that we've seen him in in those pictures, and it makes, and, and he's still as effective as he is when he's a little bit heavier, like he normally is, that's going to be kind of dangerous. Uh, as far as which, honestly, I have, I, I know p- people ask me this all the time last week or so when, 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 now that we know that the league is going to be back, I honestly have no idea. Just like that's going to sound like a cop out answer, but just because we don't know what kind of shape anybody's going to be in. We don't know who is going to be back. We don't know who, how, how this is going to benefit. Or we, we, just, we just don't, we just don't, like this is kind of an outlier season as far as predicting anything. I realize it's a cop-out, but I don't really have anything that I can be like, confident saying, oh, I think this team is definitely better no, than this team.
2: I mean, it makes perfect sense. As far as like end-of-the-season awards, uh, if you had a vote for the MVP, would you go Giannis or LeBron? Because, I mean, it was Giannis all year, and then LeBron really went on a stretch those last two weeks. Lakers beat the Bucks, and then all the conversation, especially on ESPN, on Get Up and all those shows, was LeBron's the MVP of the league. If you're voting for the MVP today, who would you have went with, Giannis or LeBron?
1: I've been honest
2: the whole time,
1: and i had not really changing it at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, man. Sean, thanks so much. Uh, hope to talk again when the playoffs are back and we have actual basketball to break down. Appreciate you giving us a couple minutes today, buddy. Yeah, it was good. Thanks, man. Take care. That's Sean Hyken. You can follow his work. He's over on Bleacher Report, covers the NBA, used to cover the Chicago Bulls when I was a uh, intern out in Chicago, met him, does really good work. You can check him out at Bleacher Report, also does a podcast, Uh, feel free to comment. You can follow that on Twitter as well. So so tough to predict the NBA playoffs this year because of the long layoff, because we don't really know what the product is going to look like um, with all these teams taking some time off.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.